And welcome to Crosstalk by CGM Radio, where we bring together the hosts of the CGM Radio Network to talk about the most relevant, important, and hardest-hitting topics of the day. With me, as always, Bob Siegel from The Bob Siegel Show, Jim Barrier from Since You Asked, JP from JP's Political Matrix. I'm Ryan Holland, founder of CGM Radio and host of World News Brief. Check out all of our shows cgmradio.com make sure to subscribe also our newly minted newly formed just a few weeks old news aggregators cgm.news anything and everything we discuss will be up there plus a whole bunch of great news i know you guys want to check out all right guys it is one week (laughs) if you can believe it it is one week from the election and Things are not getting any cooler. Things are only heating up. We've got all kinds of stuff. So maybe we should just, what are some initial thoughts? A, a week out, what are we thinking about? What's on your hearts? What is... Get out and, and vote. Everybody uh, okay. get out and vote. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> get Last time we vote. talked, um, you guys seemed pretty confident. You felt real strong that there would be a re-election of the president. Are you feeling that now a week later? I am. I'm watching the momentum build and build and build, and Trump is holding uh, rallies, breaking breaking records. He is absolutely on, on uh, in his element. He is hitting on all cylinders. He's running three, four rallies a day. He's hitting today. I think he hit Arizona and had one of the largest turnouts, over 30,000 people. It was uh, it was unbelievable. Mm. And the way that the, the, the Air Force One came in for the landing and just, just turned – parked he pulled you know comes out it was just perfection and it's going every one of these rallies is beautiful and and he's having fun and he's in his element and he's talking to the people and i think he also rolled out a dream act opportunity today there's something new to the hispanic market it, things are happening with donald trump the energy's there and i've i've i think it's 10 times we're breaking records at the at the at the at the voting booth and i don't think fellas that it's because of uh, the democrats that are super excited to vote for joe biden and kamala who got two percent of the vote what do y'all think well i well i i heard that at one of joe biden's rallies there was a whopping 30 people there no 30 literally i mean i know that sounds like something you'd read in the babylon b no no that's a lot that's now i do have some advice for the biden campaign though because all is not lost there are ways to bring up their numbers if they do it in an indoor setting and put up mirrors on the wall It'll look like more people are there. If they count demon-possessed people more than once, they can bring oh. a lot. There's a lot of things they can do. That's true. That's true. The well, demon possession. There's that. at least six or seven of demons inside that man. So that's that counts. Sage I agree. advice. Sage advice. Um, I agree. Well, but you, what did you hear about Bon Jovi? Oh, bon Jovi. Well, you heard about that, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, he that drew was like crazy. five and a half people. It was 12 people and seven pumpkins. So that's what he played to, and I think he's. I Maybe think the that's well the one is I was running dry. Of. I might have been generous when I said thirty. Was it really only twelve? It was twelve to Bon Jovi. All right, Bon Jovi. I mean, he he could go outside right now in the cul-de-sac here and and draw more than twelve people. 
people would come out and go, oh, it's Bon Jovi. He's come living on, on a and, prayer. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, nice. He is living on a prayer. Joe Biden is living <laughs> on a prayer. You got to be quicker than that, man. I know. Well, quicker. It's late. Come on. It's late. But yeah. I, 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 yeah I'm the pastor here, okay? Yeah. I'm giving you the rock and yeah. roll references. Yeah. yeah, you are. I know. I know. Yeah, what kind are. of pastor is okay with listening to rock but, and roll? Hold on. I want to I want to say ahead. something, though. I want to say something. This is the right place to Ryan. Here's Really? It's cross talk. How about that? So this is something I'm excited about that I experienced personally this past weekend. We talked about it yesterday on JP's show, JP's Political Matrix. And when, so JP and I went out to this intersection where people were gathering to wave American flags, Trump flags, and just wave at people and be happy and yay pro-Trump. We were out there. I was having a great time waving the flag around, yelling freedom, uh, pretending I'm William Wallace or something. And uh, that's exactly what happened. It was so great. It was so great. And so but I was noticing, you know, people, how people reacted when they drove by us. And there's a few things I noted. First off, and JP can attest to this, like it seems like three fourths of the cars either honked or gave thumbs up. Absolutely. Now, now I realize this is you, you're what, being generous. What hmm. you could say uh, because um, it was more than that. You, okay. <laughs> it, it it was it was unreal the mm-hmm. amount of response that we got. And I realize mm. this is a very unscientific. It's not any kind of official scientific poll, but a lot a lot of what we're told these days is you know don't believe your lying eyes. But that's just not part of it. The response was tremendous. We would have never gotten that four years ago. Number one. Number two. I got the middle finger several times, and we got the middle finger several times. And for me, the big thing is I've been seeing these unbelievable polling numbers in the black community. It even and again, what we talked about on JP's show yesterday was the the how in like four days the so the approval rating of Trump amongst black Americans went from like twenty five to forty six percent, according to Rasmussen. It was un likely was, voters, yeah, not likely, registered. yeah, likely, likely yep, yep. voters, and so that's astounding to me. But it's not that astounding because you know what? When and I paid very close attention to this. I, I usually don't pay attention to demographics. I don't care about people's skin color, right? Which I guess means I'm a racist now uh, because you're racist if you don't care about skin color because you have to be anti-racist, which means being obsessed with skin color. But I, I don't. But I was curious. I was curious, and I got flipped off five or six times. Every time, I'm sorry, we did. It wasn't just me. We did. There's about 50 of us. Yeah, there's about 50. It was a small gathering, actually. And every time, it was a white girl. There was one one white guy did it, but only because he was in the car with with the white girl, and so he was probably felt bold enough to flip flip us off because she was there to protect him. Yeah, she was there to, to to coddle him. Um, but, but, uh, the all black people that drove by, I never, they either ignored us or they waved and gave the thumbs up. I had three black women wave and give a thumbs up. Uh, and none of them, no black people that I saw reacted negatively to nope. us at all. And so I, again, it's unofficial, it's unscientific, but I know what my eyes see four years ago. No way in bleep would that have happened. 
Bleep. Okay. Bleep. No where, way where in, is bleep in actually? Heck. No way in the Bleep, place. Bleeping heck? Yeah, bleeping heck. Got it. <laughs> West Texas. <laughs> Got it. So that would be West Texas, West. guys, in the middle of summer. So, you know, you yeah, guys make yeah. of that what you want. I know my experience. I know what I saw. And that gives me some. So you have the scientific data from Rasmussen, but then the, the personal experience that we had last weekend that tells me something is happening Agreed. in the black community. And they could more than make up for any loss of senior vote for Trump. It's a feeling. That's an interesting thing. I, I do you do you want to go into some deep psychoanalysis of the American culture? Take us, uh, please. Um, take us please. there. Because my immediate reaction to what you just said was that there are still people that are angry that Hillary lost, and that would be uh, a number of white women. Well, these just are young. Co- these were young white women, though. Most yeah. of them were these young, ticked off. Uh, uh, just mm-hmm. brainwashed, angry women. I, man, I'll, I'll, I'd have to take it. I'd have to be on the other side of that coin, man. I don't think a lot of people look up to Hillary. I think that they Bro. are brainwashed through. No, I unless well, this college age. You think they look up to Hillary? Uh, I think they look up to other people. Well, but, hopefully, but um, I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think that she's that charismatic at all. I don't think people like her. Like they don't like Kamala Harris. I mean, think about it. Democrats on that stage. She got two percent of the d- women as well. The Democratic was so it's not like they looked up to her, right? No, they looked yeah. apparently to Joe Biden. Not really. I think this was in, is rigged, like Hillary was. But uh, you know, I, all that to say, Jim, is that these women are just angry. They are. I don't right? think that yeah. anything's going to appease that. I don't think you pull them out, have a conversation, yeah. and they go, "Oh, I get it. You're right." I don't think that conversation can ever happen. There's well, other the things. I think there's daddy issues. Decimated by yeah, the mainstream media, by Hollywood, by the elitist teachers on college campuses. Mm-hmm. And the real unforgivable yep. sin of Trump's is not that he defeated Hillary, even though granted they thought she had been coronated. It was that that deep state was deeper than even he or any of us or anybody knew. And there was an apparatus mm-hmm. going on there left by the Obama administration and Trump being elected was a threat to that. That's why Flynn was the first one they had to take out. Yeah. The FBI, the CIA, mm-hmm. everybody was in on that, including Rhino Republicans, the Democrats. I know it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but again, this is stuff that's absolutely been proven. It's not conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy fact. But it sounds yeah, like it conspiracy theory, because if you turn on ABC, NBC, CNN, CBS, PBS paid for by our tax dollars. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think any of this was going on. There were people who mm. who heard about Hunter Biden for the first time while watching the debate last week. They're going, who's Hunter right. Biden? What's this <laughs> all about? That's evidence there of the bias. There are people who don't right know there. that riots have been going on for the last four months. Or if they hear about one of them, they're told that Trump and the feds did it. This is, this is the greatest mask. And then they're emboldened by Twitter. They're emboldened by Facebook and and their so-called innocent algorithms that conveniently remove conservatives for called hate speech translation, the truth. It's just incredible, mm-hmm. this mass cover-up. It's like trying to put yep. a Band-Aid on a hurricane is what the mainstream media is trying to do. And it's not working anymore. It's breaking through. But this, this is why I said I'm optimistic. Not as sure as, as so many other people are, but optimistic that Trump will win. There's no way they will accept his win. 
they're going to come out and say, and I know I said this last week, That's they're going to come out and say he stole the election. Mm-hmm. He worked with Russia. They, yep, they're setting they the table still haven't accepted 2016. What makes us think they're exactly. going to accept this one? Right. Can and they're I setting the table for it now. A couple of things Bob said. Absolutely. Uh, first, uh, one of the things you mentioned was, was Facebook. And back mm-hmm. to the observation about young white women. And I have a couple of daughters who are young white women. And one of them gets all of her information from Facebook. Mm-hmm. That What she understands about the situation in this country and the world is what she reads her friends posting. Mm-hmm. So there, there is an element of that. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then another thing going back to the turnout, you know, Texas right now is leading the nation in voter turnout for the, you know, uh, 8 million, uh, early voting. They're setting, setting records. And then you're talking about down in Houston, which is maybe more of a liberal city, uh, by Texas standards. And you're having this incredible turnout, Remember four years ago, the big deal about electoral college, popular vote. If Texas turns out in full force and if they overwhelmingly vote for Trump, guess what? They're not going to have that card to play because that's a lot of votes in the popular vote. Well, here's some good. Throw that out there. No, here's some good news. Yeah. And then I want to get back, Bob, to what you said about social media as well. But coming back to this vote in Houston, here's what's happening. No one's talking about this, but you've got an eight mil- you've got eight million early votes right now. I think Florida's got seven million. I mean, you're you're seeing records broken here. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about, there's no energy for Joe Biden. Who? It, it's not like they're but they hate Trump. Orange man bad. They're going after yeah. that aspect. Well, that takes you so far. Well, here's what's happened. They have rallied their crew, right? And I'm pulling out all cheating. Just let's pull that aside. That's another discussion. But right now, with things being the way they are, the numbers that we know exist, the Democrats are seeing the majority of their voters voting early. Now they know that. They know they have a pool. Okay, they have the they, da- they, have. they have the data. They have the they they have this stuff. They track it. They know how many roughly uh, that that the, the Texas, for example, grows about ten percent every year just to due to people moving in and whatnot. And mm-hmm. and uh, the fact is that uh, Dan Patrick talked about this, our lieutenant governor here in Texas, and he uh, discussed how these numbers crunch and that they are basically sending and all of their voters are hitting the polls early. So they have nothing to go to. The well is empty come election day. Okay? So early voting, all of that has happened. Well, the Republicans, however, have been outpacing everybody in new voter registrations as well. And a lot of that's gone in early. But their voter mass still hasn't voted yet. That's where we destroy the Democrats. This is coming. There is a wave happening on election day between now and election day because it's election day's last day, right? So that's happening, and you're going to see the Democrats kind of their their flame pit, you know, kind of flame out, kind of just and it's gone. And the Republicans' lines are going to be around the. They're going to have to leave the the polls open late for those people because that's what's coming. That's what I believe. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. But I feel there was it. a judge in North Carolina that today ruled that even if they could prove that a signature does not match on a ballot, they can't overturn the ballot. Okay. That's how much damage control they're trying to do ahead of time to float their lie. Trump didn't really win. Well, there's something also going on in Pennsylvania. 
you guys saw uh, it actually happened in was it Kentucky? Oh, where was it? Where, no, Wisconsin. Sorry, I think it was Wisconsin where uh, it went up to uh, the the was it the state or the federal? No, it's the federal Supreme Court said they cannot allow ballots after election day. Yeah, I think it was the state Supreme Court. Okay, yeah. Well, there was uh, in Pennsylvania. Here's what happened there. Their courts said, yes, you can allow it three days after. Well, what they did was they ended up, I just heard this discussed. It right now, guys, it is sitting at the Supreme Court of the United States of America right now that they are going to look at this. And it is going to come down that the, 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 the court system in Pennsylvania wrote law because the law is what uh-huh. it is in Pennsylvania, and they changed the law. They cannot do that. And the Supreme Court of the United States is going to come in and slap that down. Watch. I just heard Mark Levin discussing this. It well, was and, fascinating. And fascinating quite, what's going on. And, yeah. and my understanding is that on Monday is when they begin to hear cases again. Uh, like they're not hearing anything this like Judge Justice Barrett is not hearing anything this week. Is that correct? Or or do you guys are you guys sure? I heard differently, but I, I'm not. Okay. I'm not certain. I'm not 100 percent certain. I thought they were hard at it. I may be wrong. Well, they're they're saying that she should recuse herself yeah. from anything oh about gosh. this election. Schumer's going to have a conniption fit if she goes and helps overturn this Pennsylvania law or any of the laws from any of these Democratic states. And I don't think that she will. Um, I, I don't think that she's obligated to. Uh, so I don't think she will recuse. No, herself. I don't think she maybe, will either. Talking about all of the, you know, the the election day votes and the strength of the Republican Party. So are you predicting that there are going to be uh, CNN commentators and people who are going to be weeping again because they're shocked that what they thought was going to happen? Not weeping, happen? not weeping, because this time they won't be Screaming? shocked. This time they're just going to calmly explain to us how he didn't really win. Assuming he wins, I'm not absolutely assuming that, but I believe he will. Assuming he wins, they're going to explain to us that it it could not possibly have happened. You think they've already written the script? Because it doesn't match their polls, and their polling is the best. For sure they've written the script. Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope that you're all right about all of these things. Uh, Forgive me for uh, having a little bit of cynicism, but uh, I just... I have more hope than I do confidence. That doesn't sound biblical, but I, you know, it's kind of the <laughs> guarded hope. Um, kind of like I did about the World Series, hoping that Tampa Bay would win. I, you know, I was hoping they would. <laughs> now, I don't know. I, I hope you guys are right. Uh, I just, I, I'm so troubled by uh, the populace and what I see in, in, typical Americans, the lack of education about these things, uh, that primarily it seems like people vote emotionally, not logically. Um, and, and all of the things we've talked about, the you know, Facebook and all of the social media and the influence that it has, uh, just the blatant, blatant uh, one-sidedness of mainstream media. And, and uh, it, it really will be a miracle. If, if he wins, and I believe in miracles, but I think that we're fighting so many things. He's not just up against Biden. He's up against an entire machine uh, that, that wants to, to keep him out of the White House. That's what I think. Well, let me offer a commentary about Jim's commentary that I think will cheer all of us up. 
I am glad my very good friend Jim is not making an affirmative prediction for Trump because already this year he came on my broadcast radio oh, show oh, and explained uh -oh. how he likes to make sports predictions every year <laughs> and how they've turned out. So if he's not predicting that Trump will win based on his sports predictions, do you see how that's good news for everybody? Man, <laughs> Absolutely. Is... Yeah. I, um, if, if I was in Vegas, I'd be going broke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I guess the, there are, okay, you know, thanks, we, Bob. well, and we've talked about him a few times, but uh, well, since the last time I was reintroduced to a man named Kevin McCullough, who I heard on the Eric Metaxas show, he's uh, has this site, the uh, site, the binge thinker dot com, where he publishes a uh, a map every year or, or not every year, but every four years is kind of his predictions and they call him Boatstradamus. He's he's picking that Trump wins. Uh, the Helmet North Norpoth primary model uh, predicted a Trump win back in March. The Trafalgar Group pr uh, predicted a Trump win. Democracy Institute, uh, and I believe some uh, some others uh, potentially as well. So there are there are some out there. You know, I saw earlier that CNN's like final national poll literally has Biden up twelve points. I don't see how that can be. Twelve points. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, something is not right yeah. here. Something I'm twelve there's no universe in which Biden wins by anything close to twelve points. So that tells me something else is going on. So think they're about probably that. counting Nancy Pelosi's popsicle sticks in San Francisco and not really <laughs> counting balls. No, those oh, are man. those are syringes, Bob. Those are syringes. So <laughs> oh. the thing is though, the thing is you had so I, I Jim, I've got it once again. Yeah. I'm over here on this side of the coin, but I love having you on that side of the coin. It's a lot of fun. But this side of the coin thinks of it this way: not only did Donald Trump go against the machine the first time, he went against a much more popular candidate in Hillary Clinton by far, yeah. and he also right. went against the media. And he had not only a tape come out within the last two weeks before that election that was just scathing, but also. Um, he had uh, uh, he had the media against him and he had no record. This is important. Now, jump ahead four years. He's got a tape against the other guy that's scathing, uh -huh. a laptop, etc. He's got a record to run on. Most importantly, a record to run on. He is not a uh, an unknown quantity any longer and we're going is this guy really conservative or is he not what is he does he like america or not is he a democrat or not what and who is this guy donald trump is he just trying to make a you know make uh, make more money is he trying to be more famous what's his story comes out everyone realizes this guy loves america he has a great work ethic yep. he out outperforms everybody he said what he did did what he said Everything he now has a record to go on, and everything about it is more Americana than anyone else. And might I remind you too, Jim, to to encourage you, really, because I, I I feel like you Thank just you. need a big hug, you know. But, I need but it. the thing is, the thing is, though, the thing the thing is that this is to encourage us all. He is the most pro life president we have ever had 
in the history of Americana since abortion has been an issue in this country and has been a black eye. We're going to look back and say we were barbarians during this period of time in human history. I cannot believe that even occurred. But Donald Trump's going to have his hand and his fingerprints and his legacy all over getting this pushed back down to the states and letting states decide is it okay or not. And that's where it's ultimately going to end up. People that are freaking out about it don't know what's going on, don't realize that that's the worst of it. It would go down to the states. And, of course, Texas, where I live, would say, "Uh, heck to the no, we're not going to kill babies. We're done with that. Put them up for adoption if you don't (laughs) need them. Or check yourself before you wreck yourself and quit having the baby die due to sexual activity that you were not ready for. I I like what you're saying, JP. And, you know, the question normally that uh, a challenger would bring toward an incumbent is, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And even with the year 2020, which has just been horrendous, even with COVID, I think that most Americans would say they're still better off than they were four years ago. If you even factor this year in. Yeah. And Uh, the economy is still better than it was under the Obama administration. So, you know. uh, Well, and, and I think it's very clear. Most Americans want to go back to work they want to open up they want to send their kids back to school they want to be able to go to sporting events uh well at least once they get rid of all of the um racist blm garbage but they you know they want to go back to normal life and they know Mm -hmm. they know that it's the red states that are opening up and it's the blue states that are trying to keep everybody locked down the the inner tyrants reminds me of that that david horowitz quote where he says inside Every progressive is a totalitarian just screaming to get out. And wow. and, and yeah. yeah, it was that was very prescient actually. Uh that's the dictionary.com word of the day today, by the way. Um that's why I was able to, you know, use that one so quickly. But it, it, it that was powerful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It really <laughs> it really was because I, I um just it, it's like almost like they were just waiting. They were just waiting for the perfect opportunity and I'm going to do a little plug for my show uh, yesterday that I recorded, a world news brief. It's called uh, Freedom or Tyranny, A Time for Choosing, and it was inspired by Ronald Reagan's October 27th, 1956 uh, speech for Barry Goldwater. And in that show, I catalog, uh, catalog, really chronicle just the, the fight, really beginning uh, in, in 2009 and all the way up through today, the, the fight that freedom-loving Americans face when it comes to freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Of course, there's other freedoms, such as the right to bear arms and freedom of assembly that are that are under attack, but I focus mainly on freedom of religion and freedom of speech. If you don't have freedom of religion, you don't have freedom, uh, plain and simple. So uh, check, that, check that out. But I think, you know, people associate that. People know that. And I, I don't. And also, a majority of Americans did say in a poll that I saw that they were better off than for like fifty six percent. And this, we were still yeah. in COVID season, so something yeah. something is going on here. I'm no prophet. I'm, I'm I'm not saying I can predict like thus says the Lord that Trump will win. But if I had to predict, then you know, obviously that's where I've said before, and that's where I'm going well, with it. Here's an interesting indicator. I was listening to one of the pollsters on Fox News last night, and he was talking about people in their 30s and maybe early 40s, which has not been a high Trump demographic group. They watched that debate. These are people that are young, they're healthy. As you said, Ryan, they want to go back to work. When they heard Biden talk about how his grand plan is to shut everything down again and 
mandatory masks, not probably knowing nothing about Biden at all and knowing only what they've heard about Trump before with these pictures with the, I'm looking at, he has devil horns and a tail and a pitchfork. All they heard and all they needed to hear was this guy's going to shut down the country again. That guy isn't. And that might have been an even bigger mistake for Biden than all this back and forth ping pong about fracking or not fracking. Hmm. Well, you know, there are many, many mistakes that he's made. So I don't know if you can, how you measure <laughs> one mistake. He's made some huge mistakes. Uh, this is what's amazing that they would even, that they, not only that it would be close, but they would say he, he's going to win by 12 points. You know, all the guy's done is, is, is said dumb things. He's lied. He's offended people. He, he's, he's, uh, you know, you know, any, any state whose big income has to do with oil, uh, had to hear all of those things and say, okay, not here, buddy. No, Jim, he doesn't make mistakes. The mistake was that somebody in the campaign let him out of the house <laughs> and they had a conversation and said, what is the matter with you? Don't you know that when that guy goes out of the house, he opens his mouth. And don't you know that when he opens his mouth, he actually says things. Somebody's yeah. head Role. somebody's going to get fired from the campaign for this they should probably put a Promoted muffler it. in his mask so that you can't hear him when he talks that'd be that'd be <laughs> maybe great. that would work mm -hmm. that would be nice where do you guys come up with this stuff they should just have a sign that he holds up and How about somebody the cone of silence sorry sorry about that for saturday <laughs> night by that much fans of the very first original saturday night live once upon a time when it was actually funny. when it was great that yeah. is a long Make, time ago. All right. SNL great again. Sorry, Murphy. guys. I just yeah. derailed that whole thing. Oh, uh, Sorry. Uh, can I say just one thing? Mm. Well, no, that cone of silence was get smart. What am I talking about? It was. I was, I, I, the, I was wondering well, myself, cone, Bob. Okay. No, I, I think to, they've the used it in other places, heads too, for Saturday yeah. Night yeah. Live. Okay. Yeah, we all, we all silence understand. was get smart. Okay. I don't want my baby boomer friends to think okay. I don't know it's my okay. baby boomer okay, television. Well, hey, right, that, that's important. That, but all, all I want to say. That was an important thing to straighten out. It was. It was. No, that's that's very much more important than what I'm about I already to say. Knew, I already knew what I you were thinking. I guess we can get on with Trump and Biden now, but I needed okay. to straighten that I know, the very The ba baby boomers are dominating the show. No, I think it's important that when you live in a constitutional representative republic like we do because you know there's there's always a fight there didn't used to be as much of a fight for freedom but now these days there's always a fight for freedom and it's very important to not just fight for our uh, constitutional rights and fight for for freedom and for for justice in our country but to, but when we have victories and not only that, but when we have historic victories to just go, and I think, gentlemen, we can all just go, yes, yes, Amy Coney Barrett is on the Supreme Court. We had, you know we, what? for the first time, and yes. I don't know how many decades, <laughs> we have a 5 4 conservative majority. On the Supreme Court, a true five-four, not yeah, true. We know Roberts is no conservative, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A it true, would be six if Roberts was. Yeah, what we it would. It would be, and right. they, you know, the media still calls it a six-three, but we know that's baloney, guys. Yeah. We have a five-four conservative majority on the Supreme Court, and that's another thing. Remember, and I want to. It's it's these kind of things that make me go, okay. There's a bigger plan in place. 
And I think I, I said it on maybe a couple crosstalks ago, but Michael Brown pointed out how when our Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, the shofars were blowing to bring in the uh, a, a What's Jew, a shofar? A, a shofar, well, the Jew, uh, big old the ram's Israeli horn, right? Ram horn thing. Cool. Yeah, Israeli oh. ram horn. Just, and it's significant, right? It, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, very significant. Yeah. And, yeah. And so That's what as, Trini Lopez and uh, Al Hurt and Herb Albert would have used if they'd lived in ancient Israel. <laughs> well, I, I say that because a lot of the, uh, Again, you know, some of the audience either. may not understand was, a lot of this Jewish. I know, and you're going, Ryan. See, it's you a know, beautiful thing. You're right. Right. Explain it. I'm, trying to, trying to make Jewish, it. That Explain was that, just Lizzie. regular Go. good old no. 60s jazz humor. <laughs> he was saying a serious thing humor. here. I want jazz to hear. humor. Hold on. Hey, Bob, I think there's a phone call coming in on your shoe. Hang on. Answer that. <laughs> Bob, Bob is everybody's favorite funny uncle. He just he, he just is. is. Yeah, man. he is. He's yeah, he's everybody's <laughs> favorite. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jovial I want to use the word uncle, uncle these days. It makes me think oh, of uncle. Oh, okay, Bob's sorry. A, Bob's the guy at the party. Bob, get the lampshade off your head. Everybody's favorite big uh, jovial Your big old brother. Old pal Bob. We'll stick with old that. pal Bob. Um, All right, Ryan, get back to that serious, very spiritual and deep point, please. As, uh, you were talking RBG, about the shofars. RBG yep. dies, the shofars are blowing, like at the same exact time, bringing in the Jewish New Year. And when Amy Coney Barrett was nominated for uh, Supreme Court at 5 o'clock Eastern that Saturday, there was the largest prayer group ever at the National Mall yep. in history. It was Franklin blowing, Graham's. Yep. Yeah, Franklin Graham's blowing the shofars. Uh, as well, at the same time, and when I see, I mean, that could not. That's powerful, man. Yeah, I mean, with her death. No coincidence. Her death, right. uh, you know, Agreed. forty-seven or forty-five days, forty-five days before the election. That's kind of a significant. Forty-five days before the election, on Jewish New Year, the shofars are blowing, and she dies, and and she also happens to be Jewish as well. Just to throw in one other crazy thing, and 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 then uh, mm -hmm. ACB. Is yep. is announced and nominated as Supreme Court Justice uh, as the shofars are blowing in Washington D.C. the largest prayer gathering ever. I, I'm just it's that kind of stuff that makes me go. I my trust is, and there's more. There's even more than that. I'm not thinking of right now. Right. But that's why I just have this trust in God. It's not my or anybody else's uh, political genius. Uh, even though there are some political geniuses that predict Trump's win. It, it's I just I just can't help but step back and see a bigger plan. I at love work. it. And you know something else? I look at this whole thing that's going down right now against conservatives and liberals, and I look at America and I think that the you have to boil it down because we cannot understand what goes on inside their minds. That's why we look at it and go, it's a mental disorder. Liberalism is a mental disorder because how else can one come to a conclusion that this is good? Plus, everywhere it's been tried, it's failed, i.e. socialism, communism. And the reason, that because they've never been in a war, they've never fought, they've never struggled, therefore they've gotten complacent, and the Bible talks about this too. You just get complacent, and these people are now lazy, and therefore they dream and, and start to romanticize about things like communism, socialism. Oh, it's great, you do nothing and get everything you want. They think things sound good, feel good. It's a great discussion point. And besides, who, when you're young and spoiled and, 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 and lazy, who wants to be told you have to work and, 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 and make something of yourself and go out and you can be anything you want to be, but that will require hard work and bang, you'll get there and it's awesome. You'll get paid off. Hard work pays off all this. Well, that doesn't sound fun. Can I just sit at home and play video games? Yes. And the government will give you everything you need. 
Oh, you know, yeah, I like, choose that. But bottom line, it goes yeah. down. Uh, sorry for the long point, but it goes down to when you go through the thought process of all of this and you look at both sides, conservative versus liberal, you boil it down, you keep taking it all the way down to the very brass tacks and you've unfolded it, you've peeled it back, the very core of the onion on both sides. Okay, this is a good versus evil. That's where you end up. It's where you end up especially when you toss in the government control, the lack of liberty and freedom, the the killing of innocent life, all of that's okay. That being on what it, it, it boils it down to the very brass tacks of good versus evil. To Ryan's point, something bigger than we can all consider is going on here. And perhaps it does tie into a revival in the land that we're seeing because more people turn to each other during this quarantine to God during this quarantine. A lot has occurred. A lot of uh, soul searching has occurred. A lot of things and, and thought and, and has gone into uh, probably some self-reflection and some, some slowing down of, of the busyness in life. The noises have calmed a bit and God's maybe been able to move. And I believe that there's more happening as well in America with not only, uh, <clears throat> with what's going on through the quarantine and, and just this time and, and what we're seeing these things like with, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg and 45 days before the election and ACB getting in. And these things are amazing things. These are unbelievable things. I watched that Supreme court justice gets, get sworn in and saw history. We don't see that. Sometimes mm-hmm. you go a lifetime and not see that because it's a lifetime appointment. You don't see three in four years. Unreal. It's really m- miraculous, amazing. fellas. <laughs> it <laughs> is unbelievable what we're experiencing. It really is. Yeah. I'm excited about the time and, and, we're living. Know, I, yeah. I've said for decades, and I've said it on Bob's show a lot, of, every time there's an election year, that the singly most important thing that a president does is make an appointment to the Supreme Court. I had no dream that Trump would make three of them. And that will be his legacy. All of the other things are great. But what he has done by putting three justices on the Supreme Court, that's something that will affect my grandchildren and their children. Absolutely, it will. And who would have thought in those same dreams, Jim, that your dream would have thought in the same dream that he would have put conservatives? See, without this... Without this, you know, without his record, you wouldn't have thought that. Hey, I like how Chuck Schumer is saying that now there's going to be payback. And if they win back the Senate, they're going to stack the court as if it's like, okay, you forced us to do this. Correct me if I'm mistaken, gentlemen. Haven't the Democrats been bragging that they were going to pack that court long before the Amy Barrett thing came up? They were going to do that anyway. They're such bold-faced liars. I like that, though, Bob. And you know what I think we do if we win? We go in and pack the court. We go in and pack it with conservatives, <laughs> and we do it. Why not? Yeah. Beat them to the punch. Well, Say, and oh, we y'all pass, want to pack? Wait, well, we and we pass well, we legislation. We, the thing is, if we got, I think I, we actually need to pass some kind of amendment that you can't yes. do that. because well, let's take that, it to 13. That, yeah, that invalidates the, the Supreme Court and makes it nothing but an extension of the executive branch. That's yeah, as long as it's conservative, yeah. I'm okay with it. Well, well I, I don't know. I think maybe a more measured and uh, perhaps more disciplined approach would be to pass a uh, pass legislation that puts the number of Supreme Court justices 
at nine. Well, then so. they'll just pass or how legislation. About a seminar that says, where we no. realized the Supreme Court was never supposed to have that kind of power in the first place. Well, that nowhere in the Constitution well, does it say that they have the right to overturn the other branches, and it's not their place to interpret the Constitution. Those words are not in the Constitution under the Supreme Court clause. Now you're talking about re-educating an entire nation, Bob. Well, yeah, and speaking of the nation, I was going to say, when JP was talking about how this generation, because they haven't gone through a war, mm-hmm. that I thought that was really good insight. I want to add to that. That's the same reason that this generation, not having been through any real tragedies mm. or times, they're willing to shut down an entire republic for a 99% recovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least they were a few months ago when they were scared to death. Like I said, the people in their 30s and 40s are getting sick and tired of it. So Mm -hmm. the pendulum may be swinging. A friend of mine said something this week to me. He said, it's it's like two families. You have two sets of parents raising a teenager. And one family says to their teenager, okay, you want to get a license and you want to drive, you want to get a car, that's fine. You're going to get a job and you're going to pay for your own car and you're going to get your own insurance and we're going to support you, but you're going to have to carry this and uh, be responsible. Responsibility earns privilege. The other family says, oh, no, we'll buy you a car. We'll pay for your insurance and we'll give you everything you need. And you'll be living in our basement when you're 40. And that's kind of the difference, I think, between conservatism and liberalism. You know, Republicans, conservatives say, you know, you have to you have to work for some of these things. You just don't get everything on a handout. Responsibility. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jim, are you privilege. not talking living in the basement? Are you? It's making Joe Biden within an earshot of the presidency. <laughs> oh, his poor parents live in the um, basement, and no. <laughs> maybe you can run for his president parents, too. Joe Biden's parents really <laughs> want him to win the presidency so that he can move out of the basement. So, <laughs> but you get my analogy, right? I I don't I don't know if they got lost, but th- there's. There's the spoiling of young people and saying, we'll hand you everything, but then they never learn to be responsible. They never learn to take care of themselves. And, uh, and uh, well, I think and, that is largely what's going on. Well, and the problem, the people buy into that. yeah, and it's really bad when they begin to use the Bible, the same Bible that says, if a man is not willing to work, then that man should not eat either. They, they use He's worse the, than an infidel. Yeah. They use the, he does not take care of his own. Right. They use the Bible Mm -hmm, to try mm -hmm. to justify socialism, which is absolute madness. Yes, the Bible commands us to be generous and to give and even to lay down our very lives if necessary. It does. Greater love is known than this, that he laid down his life for his friend, his friends. But the idea that the New Testament and using scriptures about giving somehow talks about a government-informed socialism. Pastor Jim, mm-hmm. you know, you've probably dealt with that question, your, your podcast, since you asked. Um, uh, I'm sure you've probably been asked or challenged with that before, but that they're being taught that it's scriptural, basically to want uh, to want to give people and maybe even to get for yourself free handouts from the government. And it's just, I just think it's a, it's a gross gross misrepresentation of, of what the scripture says. Well, and actually my podcast Absolutely. today was on that very subject. It's called Does the Bible Command Socialism? So, Oh, check that. Don't, yeah, don't absolutely. answer that. Don't answer that. Well, 
make people listen. Well, does it, Bob? Nope, nope. You gotta Jim you gotta wait too, you gotta because listen. that way you can get two insights. Yeah, all right, Jim, go right. for it. <laughs> nope. Well, <laughs> leave them on the hook. What I tried to <laughs> drum into my congregation for twenty years was that for the believer, the follower of Christ, we are residents here. We are sojourners. We're visiting. And so we are to be responsible citizens. We're supposed to help people take care of each other. But our, we are part of a bigger kingdom. Yeah. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And so I, I've always tried to keep a clear understanding between what the real responsibility of the believer is, what our allegiance is to, and what our economy is. And our economy is one that is of an eternal nature. There are believers in North Korea. There are believers in China. There are believers in Muslim countries, and they're persecuted just for being believers. They're put to death. Their, their families are sold into life, hard labor. And so uh, we have to be careful that we, we sort out. That's my whole thing of separation of church and state. I'm, I'm proud to be an American. I love being an America, but, but my higher allegiance is to the kingdom of God. So when we try to, try to you know, bring in political systems, man-made systems, and say this is biblical, it, it's, it's not only a stretch to try to do that, but it's really... Uh, heresy in my mind to to try to force those things. Jesus wouldn't have any of it. They, you know, they tried to make him king. So we're going to make you our king. He's, he wasn't having it. You know, so uh, the whole socialism Christianity comparison is 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 just pretty far fetched on from any level, either from a practical level, but from a scriptural level, or a, a spiritual point of view, uh, it doesn't sell in my book. Was that a good answer? That was a great answer. Bringing it back to the okay. secular. <laughs> I wanted to you always do. <laughs> so no, I, I did want to say that uh, you know we've been we've been kind of hard on the young people, but I want to say this: that this social media, a lot of uh, what's going on there right now, and I've, we've talked about this in past co- uh, podcasts. Uh, but the social media, a lot of it, if you look at uh, TikTok, there's uh, a TikTok church going on. There's a lot of the gospel being spread through social media right now, and that's what I think is. Uh, you know what the devil, you know, thought he would utilize for bad and 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 vulgar and and different things that God can use for good and spread His word and spread the good news through it. And it is happening with the young people, and it is a powerful, powerful thing. I've witnessed it. I've seen it. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I my kids, uh, I, I've seen the good messages across some of those platforms, and it is amazing. So there's good stuff going out there. There's absolutely some of the garbage and or there is uh, the, you know, the uh, oh, the editorial uh, concept of these social media folks somewhere behind the curtain stopping a lot of the messages from getting out. But uh, there are some good things that are slipping through and they're getting out there and they're big and they're powerful. I've seen it. So, you know, the, the young people, too, are also not buying a lot of the baloney. That's what's cool. It's like they're waking they're, yeah. they're waking up to it. It's like the lies and the lies and the lies. And so many of them are turning around. We have to be careful because you know what? We turn around. Charlie Kirk is on our side. Candace Owens is on our side. I mean, to me, these are young people. Ice you know, Cube. These are, they, well, he's, dude, he's, he's probably older than me. Well, but low, uh, back, low over, pump. back over to, uh, you know, yeah, a little pump. But you go back over, you know, to Charlie Kirk. He's a young man. Yeah, and great. his whole thing, Students for Trump, are absolute. That is a movement. He is going across the country, hitting and, and filling up with college-age kids these these areas and having Super Saturdays uh, events that are just overflowing. 
and it's powerful. And these are 19 all the way up to 30 year olds and everything in between there. And it is powerful and they're young and they're energetic and social media is their game and they're seeing the lies. They're figuring it out, fellas. I don't know how, I don't know how it all happened, but they are figuring it out. And you've got, just like I saw MAGA Hulk in, in that interview, I'll never forget it. And he was two guys with MAGA Hulk, who's is a massive guy, just enormous bodybuilder type carrying around Trump flags. And of course he is a, he's a black guy and he's on the beaches of Venice beach and whatnot. And He's amazing. He's got a lot of followers. <laughs> MAGA Hulk. Got yeah. to follow him. Well, the guy was doing an interview. He had two, two of his uh, friends there. And one guy at the end of the interview, I'll never forget, he said, the black conservative is the new punk rock. And it was like the new rebellion, if you will. It's like <laughs> the new great. cool, the new cool thing. And this was the, this is the young movement that's happening. And the young cool movement, they're waking up. I'm telling you, there is an awakening right now that needs to encourage, uh, you know, uh, you know, those of us that 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 are losing hope, thinking, "Oh, great." Well, the fact is, we're being lied to. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of good things happening and, out there, and uh, they're not buying the lie of socialism. And we need we need to we need to get more word out about. I'm going to do a plug for you around here, but but CGM Radio. Uh, is bringing that very kind of freedom and free thinking and and all of the programs that we're all involved in. Uh, hopefully, this thing will expand and get more uh, exposure. People will tune in and hear these things and hear a voice. And uh, so, I, so, just giving you a, a shameless plug. Hey, uh, Ryan, I appreciate. <laughs> well, I'm sure, all the people time. listening to CGM Radio right now, which is where they'd have to listen to hear that plug, will make sure that they start tuning into CGM Radio. Well, maybe they'll start. But, but Bob, I put a thing on my Facebook page. I'm sure you've done that. And, yes, and I do. We are trying to get the word out. CGM.news. And, and I've sent out emails and I've told people. So uh, I had a friend who lives in Montana that, that tuned in. And, and there's I, I just recorded a show that you'll uh, hear soon answering a question that he asked because he listened uh, to Since You Asked. Hey, there right. you go. And hey. And make sure email email Jim, Jim at cgmradio.com and you can send Jim your Bible questions and he will answer them. And actually, we've got Bob at cgmradio.com as well. So, oh, uh, yeah. You can email JP Show at cgmradio.com. Well I know. Yeah. And, and you can email me. I'm not going to give you give you my email address. You got to listen to the show to get the email address. But, uh, but email these send guys. Send me a but, message. Uh, I'll tell you where to yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Email these other guys before you email me. You don't want to talk to me. Uh, but but no, I, I really I appreciate that, Jim, because the, the whole idea behind this network is to is to get these kind of ideas out. And it's it's a it's a Christian network that uh, is focused on, you know, wanting to glorify Christ. And, and also we believe that that this country was a gift that he gave to us. Mm -hmm. It really was. It was an incredible mm -hmm. gift. I mean, the Constitution uh, of the United States was really a, a one of its kind for its time. It was the great American experiment. Of course, we inherited, mm -hmm. you know, so much uh, philosophy and ideology from our from our predecessors, from Athens, from from uh, the English, and, and and so forth. These ideas of, of freedom and Congress and Parliament, those kinds of things. But uh, but America really, really is. It's a unique and, and it's a special place. You know, we're we. America leads the world. We really, and I think especially more in some ways with Trump in office, he has just been a leader on the world stage like mm -hmm. nothing we could have fathomed. You imagine Barack Obama or 
George W. Bush or no. Bill Clinton or George H. W. Bush. Uh, Reagan, some, but I don't even, even Reagan compares to how Trump has just been a, a just a, a warrior on the world, on the world stage. And so we, it's important that this country is preserved. And like that clip that I played of Reagan, his time for choosing speech last night, where they're talking to this uh, Cuban refugee, he made it over here and they told the Cuban refugee, you know, wow, you know, you were, you were so lucky. And he said, I was lucky. Um, he was like, I, you know, I had somewhere to go to. I had somewhere to flee. If we lose America, then we don't have anything. You know, this was a conversation back in the 1960s. Um, and so yeah. that that's what I what, what I hope with the network, network, and that's why I want to talk about the things we want to talk about is because this is a very special, very special country that God has given us and you know, and, and hopefully we, we can we can all, you know, do our parts to help uh, help defend and to and to and to preserve that. But also knowing like to, to what you Absolutely. said, Jim, is that our ultimate allegiance and our primary allegiance is to is to the kingdom of God. One of my favorite verses in the whole scripture is in the book of Revelation where it says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea of all, all like like the the best form of government is a total tyrannical autocratic monarchic um government so long as jesus christ the son of god is at the head of it <laughs> yeah other than that i think that i think the yeah. the united states constitutional republic is uh is the best for what we can have uh here on here on this earth barring a, a broken theocracy. Earth, broken people Yes, you're right. absolutely right. You can't yeah. have a broken person in yeah. a broken, fractured world, uh, a, a sinful place leading others because it's going to be, it's going to, uh, ultimate power is going to uh, corrupt ultimately, right? Yeah. So uh, you're absolutely right. So great, great word, by the way, I, on, I the, on basically completely. the uh, the, the uh, purpose of cgmradio.com uh, and cgm.news yeah. is to uh, is spread the truth, yeah. you know, spread the Amen. truth. Amen. Your voice delivered. So with you know, I'm very excited to be a part of this thing with you guys. And I've, I've been telling people close to me, you know, uh, they say, what are you doing now? What's going on? And I've, I've told them about the podcast and I've told them about being part of Crosstalk. And when I try to describe it, I get real excited about it because it's, it's such a great uh, exchange of ideas. And the potential here, I know, I know we're just starting out. And, and Ryan, I want to encourage you. I, I think uh, many years from now, we're going to look back and go, wow, you guys were a voice and it spoke to the nation. That's mm. my vision for wow. CGM. Wow. Amen. You Amen. Know what I find exciting about crosstalk is it's like being on the five, but without having to listen to Juan Williams. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, I'll listen just for that. Just because Juan Williams is our is old pal Bob. <laughs> we had to know after Jim just makes a very encouraging, very, uh, just a special moment. Bob comes in with the comic relief. Well, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm trying to it's bring wonderful. balance to the force. No, it is. It is. But you know, you're kind of oh, right. I don't. Bob. I don't know how I would handle a, a Bob, a, a, a Juan Williams being part of this conversation. But well, uh, can we lighten things up a bit and talk a little about Tony Bobolinsky? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think I'd like to, you know, you, and, you and Joe word, Biden. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> Hunter Hunter Biden and and. And sex tapes and all this yeah. other mess that's uh, going on right now that well, the we, media we should, is completely you know, ignoring. It, well, it would make sense. Did given... you read that he, he he considered getting up and walking out 
at the debate and and uh, and yelling liar and getting yeah. him walking out. Yep, you, yep, you, yep. Being whoa. kicked out. He wanted to jump he up. He wanted to yell whoa, 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 whoa. liar. I, I didn't hear he this. To... Okay, uh, Jim. Right. Jim, who? How? How do we know that that he had thought about that? Um, I read it in in the news either today or yesterday. I think it was. To... Uh, they were talking to him and and he was saying, you know, Biden is out and out lying, and when he. Uh, stood up there and said that he had nothing to do with it and he had no knowledge and all that. Uh, it it really offended him, yep. but he kept his decorum, which he hadn't. I wish he had stood up and said something, but he is speaking out publicly saying that that Biden, uh, excuse me, I got away from my mic, that, that Biden is just flat out lying about this. Wow. And, uh, wow. I mean, that, yeah. That, I mean, and look, and they, they say that the emails and stuff aren't verified, but then you have a guy, Tony, uh, Tony Bobolinsky, Bobolinsky, uh, I I don't like that last name, Bobu Bobulinski. How do you say Bobulinski? Bobulinski. Tony Bobulinski. Tony. Of course, the the half Italian over here is a, is, is correcting the the Dutch guy here. I don't. My last name's Holland. I don't. know. Maybe I've I've got uh, Dutch hmm. roots. But uh, but yeah. So hey, why don't we end off with the? I think gonna play from this? what I've seen more than anything else, this clip is is very telling to me because. It, it takes you behind the scenes. He has a recording, Tony Bobulinski talking to uh, the, the spokesperson for the Biden family. Uh, Rob Walker, spouse of uh, Joe Biden's former top personal White House aide. Uh, listen, listen to this. It's about 55 seconds, uh, and we'll, we'll get our, well, I guess we'll kind of end we'll off with this. Take. Yeah, we'll get the takes, and then we'll, and we'll end off. To do that, we don't want you know press trucks out in front of our house. I'm going to have to move. Uh, I could lose my job, um, and uh, all that. Um, you know, I'm not trying to cause any harm to anyone in this situation, right. let alone Rob Walker and his family, James Gillier and uh, and his family. Um, but basically, Rob's position was: if you go on record with all these facts, you'll bury all of us. If he doesn't come out on record. I am uh, providing the fact. Tony, you're just going to just bury all of us, man. What was your response to that? Um, I was focused on pushing these guys to do the right thing, to demonstrate an ounce of integrity in front of the American people. They all know the facts. I live the facts. And luckily for the American people, all the facts are extremely well documented. You know, God bless this guy. I mean, it, this is this is this is the kind of courage that uh, that we don't see much anymore. Tony this, Bobulinski didn't kill himself. After right. him. He's already getting death threats. Well, of course he is. Good grief. I mean, that's like with uh, that's why. Why do you think I'm going by JP? Anyway, that <laughs> yeah. very high profile. So very you high be profile. Careful. Okay. careful. Two people might be mad at me. But uh, yeah, this guy, do that. Oh, my great. initials are BS. It wouldn't work with me. <laughs> <laughs> it might. Actually. Brilliant sage. Brilliant sage. There he Our is. Old pal. <laughs> Our old pal, as Rush would say, Barbara Streisand. Uh. <laughs> but this guy's got courage and he's trying to yeah. share information. Yeah. And let me tell you, he has. He's got text. He's got WhatsApp. He's got uh, emails. He's got everything. And he's turned it all over and he's made copies. And this guy's got it all. He's got the goods and it is it's out there and it's happening there's something going on behind the curtain right now that we are not aware of and it's fantastic because it's we, exposing this hunter biden joe biden corrupt 
freaking this whole family is a mobster family. They are running white collar crime out of the freaking White House. They did well, and we shouldn't. I mean, this was an incredibly out of everything that I've seen. If you don't count the tapes, which I haven't seen the tapes, but if you don't count like that kind of stuff, this is so incriminating. Why would this guy say you're going to bury all of us, man? It, with him threatening to go public, if there wasn't something do that, why wouldn't he? He sounded like in that clip, he sounded like his life was about to be over. The other guy, yeah, the yeah, other the, guy, the other guy, Rob Tony Bobulinski yeah. was there, the other half, and he said, "Hey, you know, I'm just trying to get everyone to do it." And he said, "Man, you're gonna." And the guy that Tony was talking to said, "Yeah, you're gonna bury us all." Well, you're right, Ryan. I mean, if there's huge. nothing to, if there's nothing going on, what what's going to bury him? Just his word? No, there's got to. But he's got more. He's got all of the evidence. It's all yeah. there this time. That's what he said. He said the American people this time, it, it, we're going to do a trite because they've got we've got the goods. I'm just waiting for the next New York Times headline: Bobolinsky, Russian agent. Or Bobolinsky hangs himself. I mean, haven't they kind of already said yeah, that? Yeah. Like it's Russian disinformation. And that was one of the things he came out and was just like, I had to come out and clear this this garbage that this is somehow Russian disinformation. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that that song's getting old to me. Russia, Russia, mm-hmm. Russia. They'll have a picture of him using Russian dressing on his salad, and that'll be yeah. the truth. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to wax pastoral again just for a second. I think it would behoove us to pray for this man because it is courageous what he's doing, and I think he is taking a risk. Oh, Anytime you come against uh, the deep state uh, or try to drain the swamp or any of those things, I think there is a great risk involved. And, and so I will uh, step, my, step up my prayers for this man that, that he'll have protection. Yeah, we will do. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's an incredible word. Uh, well, well, guys, we're... <clears throat> We're hitting an hour-ish. Any any final thoughts? This is the last crosstalk before the election because we're we're doing another one next Wednesday, November. Or I'm sorry, yeah, next Wednesday, November fourth. Election day is November third. I will be early voting with my uh, wife and oldest daughter tomorrow. Uh, early vote. Don't wait till election day. Election day, I think, is going to be the most insane you've ever seen. It's so going to be awesome. Early. Vote. You got like today or uh, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday in some places to early vote. Early vote. 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 Early. Get get it in. Let's blow up the Republican numbers for Absolutely. early voting. Uh, so this is our last crosstalk before the election, guys. What final thoughts? Anything? Just one uh, shameless plug. My my show on Monday was designed. It was a very carefully worded. Yes argument to people who are claiming to be evangelical Christians, but they can't in good conscience vote to reelect Trump because Mm. of his tweets and his rudeness. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying in a very nice diplomatic way to walk them through it and just really challenge them to think. And I make the point that God didn't give you your conscience to help you feel better. He gave you your conscience to take a stand when a stand is needed mm, and to put it in good. perspective that of course, Trump has been rude. Of course he's rough around the edges, but we're talking about another political party. That's talking about shredding our constitution, defunding mm-hmm. the police. Mm-hmm. They're justifying literally fantasize. Mm-hmm. It's gone beyond mm-hmm. abortion. It's infanticide. Anyway, very important show. I'm getting good reaction from Christians telling me that they're sending it out to their friends, but I wanted to, uh, 
just give that a little plug because there's only a few days left, as you said, Ryan, before the election. Maybe that'll turn one or two people. Oh, it was a great show. I I, I listened yeah, to it, was, it to really the whole was. thing, and it was a great show and a great statement. And I'm looking forward to next Wednesday night, and I'm I'm uh, hoping that it'll be a celebration that we will have uh, oh. a lot of great things to say. Amen. But there's also the <laughs> caution that that they may be counting things for a while, and yeah. um, I hope that it's such an overwhelming yep. victory that that they can't. Mm-hmm pull any of those uh tricks that it, that'll all be futile but um i agree let's vote get out there and vote if you haven't already um and i hope we have four more years of keeping america great and um so i'm i am excited i am excited this is our super bowl Fellas, I, I enjoyed the time, and I'm looking forward to next week. I do hope and pray for a Trump victory. Listen, everybody, get out there and vote, vote, vote. Take everybody, take three with you. I'm going to be involved in a Trump uh, a parade, and, and it's going to be exciting on Saturday, another one on Sunday. If you can get out and be a part, wave a flag for Trump, do it. Show him your support. He supported us for four years. Let's support him. God bless. Amen. Amen.